Hello and welcome to the Life Enchanted Podcast. We're on a mission to optimize our lives through faith, health, wisdom, and much more. Thank you for joining us on our journey. Here now is our host, Nick Carlisle. What is good, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Life Enchanted Podcast, where it is my duty to explore all things related to living an optimized and fulfilling life. I personally am on the never-ending journey to improve myself and figured why not share my findings and my conversations with as many people as possible. This episode is brought to you by MyLifeEnchanted.com, which is where you can find all things related to the Life Enchanted movement. You can sign up for my email newsletter on there, read my blog, check out some apparel I designed, and a bunch of other stuff as well. Also, I would love to keep this podcast relatively sponsor-free, and to do that, I need your support through Patreon. You can visit the support tab on my website to learn more about that. Your contributions through Patreon will keep the Life Enchanted content flowing and will also help me dedicate more time to expanding the content, i.e. the blog and newsletter and whatnot. But most importantly, a portion of every cent that comes through Patreon and my online store will be donated to Metro World Child. You can find out more about them through my website on that support tab. Also, please consider leaving a rating and possibly a review of the podcast on whatever platform you're using. Your feedback helps other people discover the show and join the movement. We're talking about Bible studies and, and how it's easy for, for believers and Christians to to just fall into uh, studying the Word, to study the Word and not actually apply it, and feel like in Bible studies that we're getting something out of it, and it's like this hoorah moment where it's like, yeah, pray for your enemies, yeah, love your neighbor, yeah, this is all good stuff, and then we just kind of leave that gathering and then don't necessarily put it into practice. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was younger... And I, I remember going to going to a Bible study, and my eyes got awakened. Like for the first time, it was like, "Whoa!" The scriptures came alive, and this mm-hmm. person that was explaining, you know, what the scriptures were saying, it was like, "Whoa!" I've never even <clears throat> thought about this this way. I never knew it, mm-hmm. and uh, and I felt like I just need I need more of that. I need more. Yeah, I need more to be awakened to that. And so a lot of my drive came from, uh, man, I need to get more. Mm-hmm. I need to get more information. I want that experience again. I want you to awaken my eyes mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then over time, uh, you can just get caught up in that kind of, I need more of that. It's almost like a drug. Yeah. Of going, I need to be awakened, awakened again, again, again. As far as knowledge. Knowledge wise. Like, whoa, yeah. I, need, I need some new insight. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that becomes really fun. Like, it's really fun to look at the scripture and see what the Greek and the Hebrew is and what does it really mean and, yeah. you know, all that. But uh, what I've experienced, you know, in the last 10, 15 years is experiencing true forgiveness. Mm. And what is grace? What does grace really look like? 
and who do you offer it to mm. and how do you forgive and how do you pray for your enemy and what does prayer really look like and what does a miracle look like mm-hmm. and am i a part of it right and so yeah. where maybe in earlier years i'm i'm becoming awakened to all these you know things through mm-hmm. study um for a good part of it i could say my drive was just to learn yeah and that is a that is a huge part mm-hmm. of this thing but um it goes nowhere if you don't apply it yeah and it's like you know it's so exciting to be a part of the mysterious mm-hmm. which god is mysterious yeah and i think what i'm what i'm learning as i get older is i know less and i've limited god yeah one thing that father tom who we both know said on retreat a, a month ago that fits in with this is experiential knowing mm. which kind of fits that whole mold of like yeah you can read whatever you want but truly knowing and truly gaining the wisdom is through experience yeah and i think sometimes we get scared of that because you know is experience truth Mm -hmm. you know we're we're coming from a generation previous to us of absolute truth Mm -hmm. and we get scared if it's not you know Mm -hmm. if it's not this then now we're just based on feeling yeah and you know i used to um tell my wife before she was my wife i said um we were talking you know we would talk about our relationship and i'm like hey well jeremiah 17 9 the heart is deceitful above all things who can understand it it's like don't trust your heart mm. but all we hear in like you know the bachelor and you yeah. know all this stuff, what yeah. does your heart say yeah. my heart my heart yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. everyone's following their heart and it's like leading you down you know to destruction so yeah. there is that balance and there's that fear of going like well if that's your experience that's yours and that becomes truth mm-hmm. so is experience truth yeah so that there's like a there's a fear there of going well how do we measure whether your experience was the right thing the wrong thing and it's it's interesting that we're talking about this because at the bottom of my notes here mm-hmm. i have um just a note to myself speak from experience mm. that's all it says because as we were talking last night you said that you were, you had some questions for me and i was thinking about <laughs> like well what how am i going to answer these i don't know what's coming it's just like we'll speak from experience mm-hmm. which is my truth but how do you determine if it's truth per se and i think part of that is how grounded coming back to the word how grounded you are in the word Mm -hmm. and how grounded you are in your experiences being led by the holy spirit Mm -hmm. or your experiences being led by the world Mm -hmm. you know yeah i um i think the scriptures will affirm your experience Mm. and maybe vice versa your experience affirms the word and so um I mean, I could say I've had some really crazy experiences with God. Uh, and I'm not afraid to share them mm-hmm. because it's not, it's not out of, it's not out of this world. Mm-hmm. It's just probably out of everyone else's experience or the majority. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, like one thing I was, I was thinking about, you know, I was thinking, oh, we might talk about some crazy things. Well, mm-hmm. you know, one uh, one weird thing is this term hearing from God. 
Mm-hmm. Like when, when someone says, you know, well, God told me in, in my life, I'm like, really? Yeah. Yeah. God, I think God we all have you? that feeling like, sometimes. Did he really tell you? Like, I, I mean, I've been a, a Christian a long time and <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm still wrestling with that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, what do you mean God told you? Mm-hmm. And how are you sure that God told you? We like, let that slip a lot. I feel like people say that all the time. We, and that's one of the things on the podcast I talk about a lot with people is how did you discern God's voice? I've asked so many guests that is like, mm-hmm. because they'll just say that in passing, like, well, God, God spoke to me and like told me that I needed to go to this place or whatever. I'm like, hold up. How, how yeah. did, was it an audible voice? Like that is a constant phrase. That's a constantly used phrase. And it's, and I feel like we, we need some clarification there. Yes. And, <laughs> and that is a, that is a pursuit of mine. I want clarification because I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, I, I talked to my, uh, my mentor, Bud, Bud mm-hmm. Lamb, and I was telling him the other day, I'm like, you know, you know, on, on one hand, I'm like so excited about the things that God is leading me to. As I look back on my life, man, mm-hmm. wow, God has, has brought me, you know, here and there and, you know, all through this stuff on one hand, it's awesome. On the other hand, I'm like, geez, God, I'm like, here I am. I want to hear you. Yeah. Why is it so hard? Like everyone else is, God spoke to me. God spoke to me. I'm like, I, I feel like I have to sift through so much stuff to quote, hear your voice. Totally. And I don't even know if I'm hearing it. Is that the key there though? Is that the fact that we have to sift is the problem that we are not like we're so wrapped up in ourselves and our circumstances and the situations and where we should be going that we have to sift whereas if we are just rooted in like ruthlessly eliminating hurry as you mentioned in the previous podcast Mm -hmm. and like being grounded in prayer and solitude and practicing the spiritual disciplines i feel like if we didn't have to sift the voice would be much louder I think through experience of, oh, that's okay. Mm -hmm. That's what that was. Mm -hmm. And I'll, and I'll share some experiences with you, Mm -hmm. um, that I had when I went to Arkansas. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, that, that kind of thing of where, okay. So for me, you know, we're talking about clarification. Mm -hmm. Um, I have never heard an audible voice. So, I don't even know if I want to Yeah, because yeah. my mind would get blown and <laughs> yeah. I'd probably check into a yeah. psych ward. But, um, so I've, I've commonly said through the years that if God speaks to me, he speaks to me in, in like a headline, mm-hmm. like I'll get like this phrase, um, like a newspaper, like a headline. You know, and that could be, um, I don't know, uh, one time my friends were trying to get pregnant. Um, I was working out at the gym by myself. I was doing burpees, which was miserable. Mm-hmm. And, Always miserable. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I'm like in the middle of doing this workout. And in my head, um, it was like, the phrase was, uh, the phrase was, you can be excited I just popped that was in your it. Head. You you can be excited for them, mm. and I felt like a you know inside mm-hmm. it was like a like this joy that mm-hmm. came, like I I felt joy. 
Were you were you thinking about them specifically and their circumstance no. when that popped into your head, or no. did that pop into your head out of the blue? That even popped about in that? out of out of the blue while I'm doing burpees, right? Mm. So I'm so here I am. I'm doing burpees, miserable, sweating mm-hmm. by myself mm-hmm. in the gym alone, and you can be excited for them mm. and then joy. Mm. And then I'm thinking, oh, uh, my friends, the Cokers. And then I was thinking, you know, I was, I was finished with the workout. I'm like, wait, was, is that, was that me? Or did I just think that, or is that, is that like a thought that I had mm-hmm. or can I really be excited? Mm-hmm. What do you, what, what do you mean? Are they pregnant? Mm-hmm. Are they pregnant? And so I remember I was shutting the, um, the roll up door down. I was shutting, I was just closing the gym and I was thinking, I'm going to tell him, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell him. No, I'm not going to tell him that. No, that, that was me. That was me. I, you know, I can't, I'm not going to tell him. They're going to think I'm crazy. And, mm-hmm. and what if they're not pregnant? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause I know they've been trying, you know, all this stuff. And what if, what if they're not? I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to do that. Well, a week later, my wife and I are sitting at, at Starbucks and they happen to walk by us. Like, they're like, Oh, Hey. And they sit down and, uh, you know, they're talking about life and, uh, she goes, um, Hey, since you're here, we, we want to tell you guys something. And I'm all, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I, you know, I start like my eyes get wide. I'm like, you know, what, yeah. what, what are you going to tell us? And she's like, we're pregnant. I'm like, dude, a week, ago, you know, and here I go. And I tell yeah. them this, the story yeah. of, I, I, I feel like maybe God said that to me and I didn't tell you. I've, now I'm thinking this is what disobedience is. Yes. That's good, man. Right? Yeah. So it's not just disobedience is not just here. Are the 10 commandments don't do mm-hmm. anything on this list, mm-hmm. but disobedience possibly could be. No, it is mm-hmm. when God says something to you mm-hmm. and you don't do it. Obviously he, he didn't yeah. say go tell them. Yeah. But you know, I felt like, I had this opportunity to be, man, God gave me this, this thing, this info. And because of my fear and doubt Mm -hmm. or, um, unfamiliar, unfamiliarity. It's a weird word. It's a weird word with God's voice. Mm -hmm. I didn't know. I didn't have any, I didn't have confidence Mm -hmm. in going to them and saying, Hey, I feel God's told me that you guys are pregnant. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that true? You know, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but since that time, more things have happened to where I'm getting those, like I, I've gotten those headlines mm. and I write them down as an experience, as an experiment for me to go, am I hearing right? So I'll, I'll write a headline down and just leave it there and just go, okay, was that me or did, mm-hmm. was that something that I heard or mm-hmm. saw? Hmm. And more and more, the more I, I do it, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing it. I heard, you know, and That's people awesome. may say I'm crazy, yeah. but dude, I have proof, you know? So I don't think that it's um, necessarily that I'm anything special. I think, you know, kind of what you said about spiritual disciplines and yeah. the pursuit, the sifting is our posturing. Yeah. You know, how are you posturing yourself 
um, whether that's through prayer or pattern or rhythm yeah. or disciplines to posture yourself. Like if, if you want to hear from God, um, then you have to train yourself to hear. Absolutely. And so. I think one of the things you said, uh, so rewinding, you said that um, when you got that headline about that couple that you felt joy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's huge. And then when you um, were kind of like going back and then you got inside your head and we're like, should I tell him, should I not? And there was fear. Mm. And one thing that Richard Rohr says, who I'm a big fan of, that really relates to this is he talks about the fruit of the spirit and have you can know the spirit is present by its fruit. Right. What are the fruits of the spirit? Love, joy. Yeah. Love, peace. joy, peace, patience, mm-hmm. kindness, gentleness, mm-hmm. self-control. Mm-hmm. So being able to recognize that joy as fruit of the spirit means that it's from the spirit. Right. So it's, it's, it's supernatural. It's a supernatural feeling that came into you. And because of that, you should be able to follow it. Now with that, the counterside to that is, okay, what if I'm experiencing joy by doing something sinful? Mm-hmm. You know, you can experience joy by going out and you know, if the high schooler goes out and throws eggs at cars with his friends, he's experiencing some type of joy, but he can't say like, well, I experienced joy because that's, you know, or I experienced the Holy Spirit because joy is the fruit, whatever. So you have to be able to determine whatever you're doing, if it is joy that is coming from the Holy Spirit, you know, so it kind of gets a little bit complex there. But I think with that situation, it's like, because you were alone in solitude, thinking, not about those people and then all of a sudden you get this headline and you experience joy i think that's a telltale sign Mm -hmm. and then the fear which is not fruit of the spirit is a worldly earthly prideful sign that we shouldn't follow you know that's one way i would look at or even demonic yeah 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 because as you think um you know bigger Mm -hmm. uh if if the fruit of the spirit is all those things and the kingdom of god is to expand you know, like mm-hmm. if I would have heard that word and yeah. told my friends, like God, yeah. would, God would be glorified in that. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. not, that's not me and my magic trick that I have. That's like, guys, something supernatural just happened and I can't explain it. I mm-hmm. don't know, but yeah, I want to celebrate with you and look how good God is that you have yeah. been trying to do this and, and there's been confirmation and affirm, you know, and, mm-hmm. and celebration in that. And I, who cares about whether or not God told me? Yeah, you're pre- you're pregnant. This is like something that you've been thinking about. Yeah, like wow. Yeah, God is amazing, mm-hmm. right? And that the kingdom of God deepens totally. because of that. But fear is like an arrow from the the yep. devil. Like, yep. oh hey no, bring it down. Hey, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Like just just let it be science. Mm. Let let it let it make sense. That's good. Right. That's good. Let it be science. That's good. Mm-hmm. I like that. It's hard. It's hard. And I think so recently, usually in the mornings when I'm having solitude and quiet time, I feel like I get, I guess, headlines is a good word for it. But um, recently, a couple a couple weeks ago, I had I was I was just like reading my Bible in the AM and I had just a thought of a friend in San Diego and that I needed to text him. And I was like, what? Like, he just popped into my head. This can't be 
random. This is the Holy Spirit. And I think that times like that where you're doing something that is so unrelated to something else, like you're doing burpees in the gym and I'm sitting here reading my Bible, haven't thought about this kid forever. And all of a sudden it just pops into your head like you should do this or you should text him or you know, whatever it is, it's like, I think that's also a telltale sign, especially if it's good. Um, and to be frank, a, a lot of the time, the the whisperings from the Holy Spirit and the actions that we're called to do, I feel like are hard. Absolutely. Right? The, the, the right thing to do in a lot of situations is usually the hard thing. It's hard mm-hmm. to have integrity. It's hard yeah. to be moral. It's hard not to lie about something. It's hard to be truthful in everything and to be, be honest in everything. But so... That's another telltale sign. Is it, is it is it right and is it hard? Because if it checks both of those boxes, it's probably from the Holy Spirit. Mm. You know? Yeah. Do you and see some, that? And sometimes if it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. It's right. It's weird. Yeah. There you guys Ab- go. Absolutely. That's the checklist. And you know that that experience. I just had that yesterday. Mm. Somebody pops into my head. I texted them. This person texted back. I just landed. And this is how God shows me, you know, that I need to, there's this thing that I, I've been wanting to actually have been wanting to uh, communicate to you about, and I haven't seen this person in uh, a year. That's And it's just like, oh yeah, actually I'm like, oh man, it happened again. (laughs) It happened again. So what, you know, when you use that word clarification, yeah. Um, I think maybe to the charismatics, the charismatics would be like, oh, yeah, this is that's normal. Yeah. Right. But, you know, for some of us who aren't in that world. This is fun. This Mm -hmm. is you know because it's coming off the page. Mm -hmm. You know, we know a lot. Yeah, we've been through the the study and all this stuff. And that's that's great. Mm -hmm. That's not the purpose. The purpose is, you know, get out there and and show god to people exactly like show the supernatural yes i love it when uh when jesus calls peter and he go, he says peter let's let's go out in the boat well we've been doing this all night i'm the pro jesus he's like but because it's you i'll go out and mm-hmm. he shows him something supernatural mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like let's do more of that mm-hmm. and maybe for us for a little you know these inexperienced guys trying to pursue the voice of God mm-hmm. it comes out through our biggest thing is a name pops in our head and we yeah. text it out yeah that's yeah. that's that's all we can handle yeah right now mm-hmm. you know and uh yeah I was the other day I was talking and just going to my friend friend but I'm like you know I want to I want to like part the Red Sea yeah I want to do that <laughs> you know I want to nice. I want to touch somebody and yeah have them be healed. Yeah. That'd be cool. And I feel like, I mean, boiling a lot of this down, it's, it's an identity thing. It's who, who are we in Christ individually? How is Christ coming into us individually? How are we finding our identity in Christ individually? And how is Christ being expressed through us, through our experiences that we're referring to, um, to help expand the kingdom mm. and everyone's experiences are going to be so much different, but we can't expand the kingdom and we can't 
move forward with that unless we are firmly rooted with our identity in Christ. And Christ is in every situation. He's here, he's there, he's in every moment waiting to be revealed. And if we don't have our identity, our true identity in Christ, knowing who we are through our experiences, then then it's going to be impossible for us to, to leverage that and to see it and to cultivate it so that we can speak it into existence so God is using us as his vessel. Mm. Well, yeah, I think, um, like, you know, even some of those phrases that you used are very, um, you know, it's that's a long process, mm-hmm. and it's very hard to get to that point of going, well, who am I then? Yeah. You know, first we have to get through all the trauma that we've been through, Mm-hmm. that have told us well this is who we are and we got to come to a place where like no you know despite who you are jesus calls you into a relationship mm-hmm. with him mm-hmm. and it's not really that complicated right yeah it just starts off with well just follow me um and you know kind of through that following just just simple mm-hmm. following christ we begin to change the identity over time mm-hmm. and so it is a process though yeah it's a it's a long process we want that's the thing we we want a quick fix we mm-hmm. want to take the pill so that we can be you know whatever disease free or lose all this weight all the time mm-hmm. we we're just have a culture of quick fixes and no one wants to put in the work and it's the same with our faith it's and i'm so guilty of this it's like lord why aren't you answering my prayers lord why am i suffering lord why aren't i growing as much as i want to but through that there's there's growth yeah so um when i go to a monastery in arkansas yeah let's talk about this which was what two weeks ago (laughs) two weeks ago i was anticipating you know people asking well why are you going you're going for fun vacation Mm -hmm. why are you going to a monastery and Mm -hmm. i was like well yeah that's a good question um and there's a whole backstory of how that came but Mm -hmm. the experience i had at the monastery there were minimum six hours of silence till about 12 30. so this you, is a catholic monastery it's like it's yeah a catholic monastery mm-hmm. um they had uh prayer 7 a.m 12 and 5 every day um i skipped the morning but um just to be quiet like i i've i came to quiet and i actually as i reflect on you know why i went there it was probably just to help refine the tool of being quiet mm-hmm. and listening and pursuing this God, I want to hear from you mm-hmm. type of thing. Um, yeah, so a minimum of six hours of silence every day. What, um, what did that silence look like? Did you have to be in your room? Did no. you have to be sitting in the lotus position? No, just uh, just don't talk. And I love their um, their reason for that. The reason is we want the morning reflections to extend through the day as long as possible mm. and not be disturbed by mindless chatter. The morning reflections being the word? Uh, you, you know, maybe if you went to if you went to prayer and maybe there was a a devotional or something or okay. that they that they did. Um I I took it as, hey, I'm gonna just go be quiet. I'm gonna read a psalm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna just sit and reflect and just be kind of in that um yeah so six hours of silence at a minimum so you can increase that Mm -hmm. as you go but uh and you could walk around yeah you you walk around there's like 
it's beautiful. It's in the Ozarks. So oh, sweet. You know, the, the trees are changing. I, one morning I sat in front of a, a lake that, that was there for, you know, two hours wow. just sitting there. And anyway, I watched the sun come up and, mm-hmm. and then I, after that I went for a three hour hike up, up the, up the mountain. Solo. You know, solo just mm. just by myself mm. and that got a little scary yeah because you know, i'm familiar territory there's hillbillies out there <laughs> yeah. don't get lost yeah. but um but yeah as i as i you know sit and think about well why did i go and what you know some people are like, oh did you have fun i'm like no <laughs> it wasn't really fun yeah yeah um it was a hard experience Meaning, I I don't live in the world of quiet. Mm-hmm. I don't live in the world of no agenda and no rushing. Yeah, that's the world I live in. And so now, don't do that. And so, as I think back, you know, on it, um, that is what got practiced. No mm. agenda. No rush. Grace. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's a there's a tendency if you have time you should fill it. Yeah, you should you should be doing something. Yeah, you should be should mm-hmm. you should be doing something productive, something meaningful, mm-hmm. and sitting. You know, admiring, being, mm-hmm. being quiet, is not typically uh, looked at as like something that's valuable Mm-mm. and so um how long were you there four days four days mm-hmm. and every day was that yeah and then in the afternoon you know i was with four other guys so mm-hmm. we would kind of we would end the day we'd call it um, sharing the grace mm. so what what grace was given to you and what did it you know let's just share that with with everyone what mm-hmm. did you experience that day with the four guys with or the with four the, guys okay yeah around a campfire oh really yeah was there were was there monks there there were monks and nuns yeah, nuns. and um yeah, and they were awesome um i know that i don't want to be a monk uh i'd like to maybe change the term to an urban monk i want to be <laughs> yes uh, sir. i'm like i'm, I'm here i'm working i'm doing my thing but one thing that i loved about it is that at any point they had all their stuff that they were doing at any point they would um, stop what they're doing and be with you Hmm. which was actually really powerful Um, and it spoke to me as as an urban monk am I willing at any point anytime to lay aside my agenda and what I got going on to interact with another human Mm. knowing that I'm I'm going to experience communing with God by yes being very present with another soul. Yes. So, am I am I putting into my life practices that allow me to do that? So, the silence what the silence represented, you know, at the retreat was um no rushing. No agenda, just be. Mhm. And so how does that play out in my life here is I want that I, I want if I want to experience God in those those ways, you know, here's the thing. If you want the stories of God, 
well, you got to be involved in the stories uh, in the lives of people. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's, that's yeah. what God is doing in, in the lives of people. Yeah. And so if my main thing w- wants to be about interacting with God, I got to be ready, willing, and able at mm-hmm. any time to be right with the person that's in front of me. Yeah. And yeah, I understand that there's a whole thing that I got to get done. Mm-hmm. But the retreat represents you have no control just be dave just be Mm -hmm. you don't have anywhere to go nothing to do Mm -hmm. you can't control all your businesses Mm -hmm. over here Mm -hmm. you're here you're away you're quiet you can't go anywhere Mm -hmm. right yeah and so what that represents to me is okay how do I take that into this life? I'm going like, okay, am I in control or is God in control? And am I very present with what God is, who God is bringing or who God's bringing me to? Mm-hmm. And can I be in that place more of the time than not? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, totally. God is relational and he's a relational being and we're relational beings as well. And it's like the times that I've seen and heard God going back to what we were saying, the, the, the most is through other people yeah. and through conversation with believers. And yeah, it's, we get so caught up in doing things for ourselves and mindlessly for our businesses and all these things, which, which are good, but they don't really lead to anything. They don't really fulfill you in a way. Whereas a conversation with someone is fulfilling. Or just, yeah, a conversation or just being in someone's life. Yes. You know, and, and hearing them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one, one thing, you know, when I met with Father Tom, uh, what I loved about that time was there was a sense of ease about him, mm-hmm. about the experience, the, the presence, yeah. right? And I feel like, oh, you know, I wonder if you spend time you spend good, rich, deep time in front of the burning bush. Mm. I wonder if what gets produced in you is ease. Mm. So that when you go and meet with someone else, uh, they feel like it's so powerful. And all you're doing is just because you've spent time yeah, in non-rushing, no agenda, that you can actually be very present with someone else and they get to experience God mm-hmm. through you mm-hmm. because you're just hanging out with God, mm. you know? When you were at that monastery, did those monks give you like any type of instruction on how to be silent? Were they saying like, you know, is there any type of focus on your breath stuff or any type mm. of pray, like recite the Jesus prayer or anything like that? Yeah, no. Not really. I mean, so what I uh, what I saw, what I observed in them, is, you know, and I and I say this with much respect for their call and and who they are. Like, mm-hmm. I just know it's not for me. That mm-hmm. life is not for me. But um, it seemed like they were they were very um, committed to their mm-hmm. call, which means like I'm going to go be at a monastery. Their service, um, you know, one reflection I had was, you know, it seems like, you know, some of my Protestant friends that, you know, are into the mysteriousness of God and Mm -hmm. the spiritual disciplines actually probably do it more Mm -hmm. than 
than the nuns and the mm. monks. I'm not mm. saying that I'm not to elevate. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it's, it's a little different. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't experience like there's a, you know, this interacting with, with God through our practices you know, I, what mm-hmm. I experienced was like, we have jobs to do and this is our call. And so I'm here doing them mm-hmm. and I'm committed to it. Mm-hmm. So I've sold everything and I've come here mm-hmm. um, and we do our prayers and we do that. And so it was almost like a, you know, a continual for them is like a continual purging of themselves, uh, becoming, you know, holy or, mm-hmm. you know, just really for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like I said, not to say anything, you know, bad about that mm-hmm. at all. It's just, that's just not my life, you know. Urban so, Monk. I'm putting Urban that monk. on a shirt. Urban Stealing monk. it. Send you one. <laughs> yeah. oh, so the prayers that they're doing in the morning, are, are they following? Are they like working their way through a book, do you know? Or is it like Psalms only? It, or It would probably be if you went to Catholic Mass. Okay. You know, they would do a reading. And uh, maybe someone would share something, but it's more of just reading, okay? You know, and uh, communion. One thing I love about it is that there is a holiness involved. There is a yes. Um, there is a sacredness to the monastery, the chapel. Like everyone there respects everything there, and so that's I. You know, I re- I really appreciated. Like wow. You know, where is a place in my life, you know, like a physical place that I consider this is holy and sacred Mm. and just for God, like God is here. This represents God being here. Yeah. And I respect it, you know. That's cool. And so that was was like a really cool um, observation for me. Yeah. Wow. I, I really respect everyone here going, they really respect this place and mm-hmm. keep it holy mm-hmm. you know because that's not very common Mm-mm. around no around yeah what would a place life, so. around here look like like that mm-hmm. a yeah. church yeah maybe a church but even but, our modern churches are just warehouses exactly and, or a school or a, yeah yeah so i, I kind of like that idea of going Me too. man this uh you know like the covenant yeah. or you know the temple where the yeah. covenant is like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, confess before you go in there because you might die. Yeah. But, you know, kind of have that attitude of like, totally. hey, before I go in here, I want some reverence mm-hmm. and I want to respect, mm-hmm. you know, the presence of, of what this represents. Um, I almost so. feel like nature might be the closest thing that I personally have experienced to that w- out in true nature, mm-hmm. out in the hills, like when I was hunting a week and a half ago out in Wyoming, Northeast Wyoming, I went off by myself and the silence was deafening mm. and I'm all into, you know, creation admiration is yeah. kind of the thing I say and like seeing the divinity and everything and seeing Christ and everything and uh, being just in awe of creation and God's presence in every single thing that has been created. And um, it creates kind of this sacred aura around me and when i'm stepping i can hear the crunching of the leaves on my boots and the sticks and i'm you know my senses are completely heightened and but all the while it's like this sensing of god's presence and it creates this sacred 
environment that is like super healing and super fulfilling and very, very rich. But it can't just be like nature, like back here behind my house or something. It, it's the times that I really experience that are when I'm like in the hills, mm-hmm. on the trails. There's no, you know, dogs barking and sirens and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. But I feel like that's kind of the closest thing that I can think of. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, th- and that speaks to, you know, solitude and silence mm-hmm. in the practice of it. So I walked away from that you know, the, the time of, wow, those, you know, here, here you have this practice of quiet and I'm thinking about, okay, our crazy lives that we have are filled with noise, kids, jobs, pressure, you know, all that stuff, which is, is fine. That's life. Um, and then at our best, uh, our best in that world, our quiet, what that looks like, our practice of silence may look like a five minute devotional in the morning mm-hmm. or a little quiet time mm-hmm. here and there. And we're thinking, let's use that time to practice hearing God's God's voice. And so it's a sliver of time in a world of chaos. Sliver yeah. of time. Yeah. Right? And so there I man, it was like six hours of time for four days. Mm. And I did have some experiences. I'm like, whoa, I spent at least six hours doing this stuff and I, I heard these things. What, so what is that looking like in my, in my real life, you know? Mm-hmm. And so maybe at our best, in our crazy life, we're kind of shooting in the dark of saying, oh, this is what I heard God say or I saw God say or, you know. You know, you know what I mean by that? Totally. Like we, our practice in our world of chaos is just a sliver. Yeah. And so um, I was thinking if somebody would come to me and say, hey, I really want to deepen my relationship with God. Like I want to I want to go to some depths. I would mm-hmm. say, well, what does your silence and solitude life look like? Mm. And if it's not, if it's not, then it needs to be. And if it's little, it needs to increase. Mm. And so there's just something, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just, you know, a beginning journeyer yeah. of, uh, you know, this whole thing. And I, I feel like maybe when I'm 80, yeah. maybe I'll know no more, but there is something to going to the ocean and sitting on the beach mm-hmm. for some hours with nothing to do and being unproductive. Mm-hmm. There is something about it. Absolutely. And, um, uh, yeah. Yeah. One thing that you mentioned probably five years ago now that you used to do, not sure if you still do it, that I've been doing recently is just going out after the kids have gone to bed and sitting on these chairs out there and just looking up at the stars. Yeah. It's powerful, man. Yeah. It puts a lot of things things into perspective, just the distance and the, the vastness of the world and the universe and to think like you know all the all these if you're a believer and you see christ in these things it's like all these thoughts start flowing that are that are healthy nourishing thoughts like whoa lord you created that tiny little star out there you you breathed it into existence and you also love me more than i love my newborn son absolutely like what what does that even mean it's mm-hmm. it you can't really grasp it but just the mere fact of running that thought through my head 
is nourishing to a weird part of my soul. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I sit out there for maybe five minutes, you know, and it's just, I just put my head back and just look and doing little things like that. These little slivers have such profound impacts and it's so important that, that we take the time to do that. Mm-hmm. It's not laziness. It's not being unproductive. It's probably the most productive thing that you can do because if you can get the spirituality right and if you can feel fulfilled and full and that you are seeing God and everything, then everything else is going to flourish. Mm-hmm. My marriage is going to flourish. My relationship with my kids, my parenting, my teaching, my friendships, um, my mental health, all of those things are going to flourish if, if it's coming from a place where I'm aligned with God in my identity with God so that he can use me, back to what we were saying earlier, to reveal himself to my kids, to my friends, to my wife, to, my, to everyone uh, through me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. Yeah, That's spending good. that time is, is uh, I mean, it's one of the things. If this is the life that you want, this characteristic and practice has to be present. Yeah. If that's what you want. If you don't want it, yeah. that's okay. You know, I uh, I try and challenge, you know, people sometimes is, um, you know, the, the goal of Christianity is not just to be a good person. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Have you seen Rambo? Last, the new one? Last Blood? No, I haven't. He has this line in there. I thought it was awesome. He's like, uh, his daughter is trying to let me, Hey, let me go to Mexico. I want to find my father. And he's all, no, he's, he's a evil man. And she's like, he could, he could change. And, uh, he goes, no, men don't change. And she's like, you did. He's like, no, I didn't. I've just been keeping a lid on it. Mm. And I was thinking, huh, maybe that's all we're trying to do. Yeah. Maybe a lot of people, all they're trying to do is just keep a lid on it. Mm. And sometimes our Christianity just becomes that. We're just trying to be good. Yeah. We're just trying to not lose it. So what's the lid that we can put on our lives so that we don't make bad decisions? Well, it's like morality. How can I just be good? Because a lot of what's inside of here is bad. So mm. I don't want to let that out. So church can you give me something so that i'd be good yeah well here's three easy steps yeah yeah you know Mm -hmm. um so if that's what you want that's that's okay that's like a a certain goal Mm -hmm. um but if you if you want the depths exactly of god then you gotta go to i think some weird places totally you know behavior management doesn't work behavior management doesn't work and but identity Management is where it, mm-hmm. the the fruit will come out of. There's a yeah. Thoreau quote that's constantly mentioned on podcasts. I'm sure a lot of the listeners have heard, but um, it says, I'm pretty sure it's Thoreau or it might be Emerson. I think it's Thoreau though. It's most men live quiet lives of desperation. Mm. I feel like it speaks to that. Just like behavior management. You're just constantly keeping a lid on things to mod- modify behaviors and, do these different things that please different people or that are politically correct or whatever when the modification of the soul and the identity is what will actually produce the lasting fulfilling change yeah and that's hard yeah i i actually feel like identity in christ is is hard that's a journey Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and how far are you willing to go yeah 
you know yeah. it's it's deep we'll end it with that how far are you guys willing to go <laughs> dave thank you brother you got it, appreciate man. you doing it A special thanks to King's Kaleidoscope for the instrumental used on the intro and outro of this podcast. Also, a big thanks to the good people at Capital Floats, which is Northern California's premier sensory deprivation and float tank facility. I am a frequent user there, and the experience is transformative to say the least. And for listeners of this podcast, they are offering an exclusive deal of 40% off the normal price for a single float. Just go to CapitalFloats.com and use the promo code life enchanted with no spaces at checkout if you're in northern california you definitely want to take advantage of this please remember that i am not a doctor so definitely consult your physician before making any sudden diet supplement or lifestyle changes suggested in any of these episodes if you're interested in connecting with me you can send an email to nick n-i-c-k at mylifeenchanted.com or you can find me on instagram at mylifeenchanted peace